John the Revelator. He was, uh, he was actually, yeah, he got, he got banned, right? And he was on this island by himself with his servant. So he technically didn't write Revelations. His servant did. Huh. And he secluded himself in a cave with a bunch of uh, incense and other things going on. And that's how he told his, his servant to write Revelations. So a lot of reason why a lot of ministers don't preach out of Revelations. Some do, but not a lot of them do because technically John was high. He was high, yeah. <laughs> he was smoking that, that yeah. cave fungus. Some weird cave fungus yeah, that has like... That's how he PC saw the visions. Yeah. Sure. Well, and they say that when Jesus... When people try to scientifically reconstruct construct some of the miracles and and now with the legalization of marijuana what a miracle but they say that cannabinoids and cannabis were grown at that point right and when the jewish priests they would be anointed they weren't just like anointed with oil like a little on your head they were like physically dipped in these huge vats of oil that had like all of these herbs and things going on and like probably cannabis yeah yeah and so because india was right there yeah and that i mean that was growing around i mean things moved around we know that there were trading routes and whatnot but so they literally like anoint them and so they'd have visions because they'd I don't know, emotionally and physically prepared. Yeah, and I, and I hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I mean, nowhere in the Bible is it safe for you not to smoke marijuana. Sweet. Right? Well, it says body's a temple. And yeah, I guess, but smoking but marijuana is, is good for you. That's so, true too. you know, it's kind of helping your temple. It's not destroying it. Unless you talk about like current carcinogens and all that, then in that case, you do like a vape pen or you sure. do edibles. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's nothing real, there's nothing technically a, a wrong with it. It's just, you know, you have these traditions. Like I, I grew up in the Baptist Church, so ah. they're very rigid, very. Uh, conservative but you're not a Baptist, Baptist minister. I am a Baptist. You minister. are a Baptist minister. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm yeah, I'm licensed through the Baptist Church. Wow. <laughs> wow. But I'm a I'm eclectic. My views are very. Because yeah, you already that's pretty mind blowing with the platonic chair theory, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so you're a Baptist minister. Yes, ma'am. That's great. So, but you worship. You never swear. You don't. So I do swear. So I mean, okay. so okay, we can go into actual scripture if you want. I mean, like the when Jesus says to refrain from using profanity. If you look up the word profanity, profanity just means any words that you use that will make someone uncomfortable or or, uh-uh. or demean them in any way. Huh. Right. So if I'm if I'm in a conversation with someone and I know socially it's uh, these are quote unquote cuss words. And actually, let's even back up a little bit more. Why are these the f word and the sh word bad words? If you, you know right so i had a psychology teacher he's he studied linguistics and he told me a story so i'm gonna tell you this story okay it basically goes like this so in england right because that's where english comes from in england before england was in a country there was two uh uh, major tribes and they were at war with each other right and so one of the tribes, uh, which we, we can call them English, on their armor during battle, they would write on their armor, fornicate and defecate. Huh. Was basically meant that they were going to rape your women and crap all over your land. Right? right. Sure, sure. So in retaliation, the other tribe wrote on their armor the same thing, but in their language, fucka and shitta. Huh. Right. And so needless to say, the English tribe won. And so that became uh, the other tribe became the forbidden language. You weren't supposed to speak that language. Yeah. And so when you talk about like 
are you know Baptist conservative Baptists. Yeah, technically, you know they they don't cuss. A lot of Christians don't cuss, quote unquote cuss. Uh, but that, that's just a misconception of what you know profanity is. Right. Right. That's just the for, forbidden language. Well, so if I'm talking, so fast forward. So if I if I'm talking to someone and I know socially it's not acceptable to use those words, then I'm not all you know automatically going to use them because I know I might be pro, uh, be profaning them. Right. right. Um, however, if I'm in a conversation and someone's dropping an F bomb, SH bomb, then that gives me free range to do it as well because I know it's not going to offend them. Right. And there's also a, a cultural context. When I hear people, when I'm on the bus and somebody has hip hop music on that has very bad words in it, mm-hmm. I don't say anything unless there's children. And mm. if there's kids, I kind of put like the moral kibosh on it. I'm like, can you put your headphones on? There's kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. just because. Well, that's I don't stupid swear in, in general. They shouldn't be playing music. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't swear in front of children <laughs> because I don't think it's appropriate. I feel like uh, these are words that we get to use when we're adults because we understand the language and we know how to use them yeah. and we know context. And so I don't want to do them in front of children. Yep. So that's the only reason. So it's it's moral. It's more like an I don't know an integritous ethical stance on swear. But I swear. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do stand up, so I'm yeah. constantly swearing yeah. and talking about profane and ridiculous ideas. Off top, yeah. yeah. And when I first started doing, com- I've been doing comedy for about seven, eight years now. Oh so wow! When I first started doing it, I wasn't a minister, so I, you know, my comedy is a little more raunchy. And then when I came and became a minister, it's like, well, okay, I should clean, probably clean this up, you know, clean up my acts. And sure. it was a very difficult thing to do, to you know, not use profanity and not, you know, not not go off the cuff with cuss words and even just the subject matters, you know, having to change subject. Well, when you write sermons, you write a whole sermon every week, right? You write an hour or half hour long speech. For the most part, I either, either I write it manuscript or I just write notes. Cause you, you've got a captive audience. You can, if you can write clean material, you can do a 30 minute set every Sunday. That's great. <laughs> Basically, twice for two different, two different shows. Thirty it's minute like sets. That, yeah. I mean, come on, that's great. It's kind of like that's that. That's super yeah. cool. I mean, but it has to come from the word. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you I, can do, make, I throw jokes in there. I have tons of jokes about feminism in the Bible. Yeah, Ruth and Esther. Let me hear one. Okay, um, <laughs> so you obviously know the Book of Ruth, so I don't have to. Th- there's there's two books in the Bible that are specifically named after women, and so right. I figure Ruth as a feminist, yeah. I should, you know do a little study into those. So what I learned um, from the book of Esther mm-hmm. is that um, what you have to do as a woman is have a hot rack and not look Jewy. So <laughs> her name was Hadassah. All They're right. like, oh girl, you got to cut that out. You got to, your name is not Hadassah. Your name is Esther. <laughs> they basically put her in with the concubines of the king after he, he, he kicks out his queen Vashti because she won't dance around naked in front of his drunk buddies. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to get another hot bitch up in my crib and then he's like you know change your name don't be Hadassah be Esther and then she saves the entire Jewish people how she good at puzzles is she like she's an incredible vocalist she's an amazing musician no she has a hot rack and doesn't look Jewy that's basically what I learned from the book of Esther thank you God I know exactly what to do with I know exactly what I should do as a feminist that's Um, awesome thank you see you get it because you've read the the book so when I do that joke if people don't have any biblical knowledge, they just yeah. look at me blankly. They're like, we don't care. We don't get it. We have no context yeah. for what you're talking about. I wish I had that joke. Uh, before I was a minister, I did a, um, <laughs> I did a fashion show. Uh, I did a, um, I did a private show <laughs> and I did about 15 minutes set. 
um, and I actually had dinner rolls thrown at me at this <laughs> church event, you know what I mean? And I, I made the joke, uh, let he who was without sin throw the first dinner roll. <laughs> and like, they just came flying. I didn't know who threw them. It was, it was an interesting moment because that's I'm like, hilarious. you guys are Christian. What are you doing throwing dinner rolls at me? If you don't like my comedy, that's one thing, but don't, don't, you know, now that was wow. funny. I, I guess maybe I offended them in some kind of way. So actually, I was a minister at that time. <laughs> well, this is a thing that this is a strange biblical question about. Um, Jesus oh, gets man. big on people about calling someone fool. Right. So it's right. kind of like that. Just like Proverbs too. It's like that's the super. Is that like the judgiest thing you can do is to call someone else a fool or a foolish? And I'm thinking though, as comedians. Aren't we playing the role of the fool? Or is that linguistically different? The fool that he's talking about is not like the Shakespearean fool. Right, right. Which, like, so is it, which, like, what did he mean by, and why did he take such a great offense about calling your, like, it was in the Beatitudes, like, don't ever call anyone a fool, it's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, you know, Beatitudes, that's cool. And I'm like, really? Yeah, um, well, first off, you know, uh, it, it, People get in trouble a lot with scripture because the danger is, is that the King James version or any of these other versions, they're translations. Sure. Right? So as a minister, what I usually have to do before, when I'm getting into a scripture is I have to translate it back to the original language, right? Because depending on where you are, if you're talking about Jesus, then that's the New Testament. So it was written in uh, Arama Aramaic, Aramaic yeah. and Hebrew. And so depending on, you know, what scripture it is, you have to translate it back. So that scripture, I probably have to translate it back to Hebrew just to see what word fool because he might be it might be two different types of fools sure right um and so uh, that's number one number two is um uh, you remember that you know we have the Old Testament, the New Testament. At the beginning, God made Adam and Eve, and He made them in His image, right? So uh, when He made them in His image, <clears throat> basically He made them perfect, sure, or at least as perfect as He could uh, in the physical form, and so. Our, our goal as human beings were always to be a, ref, a, a reflection of God and his image and almost the perfect being that he is. So when you when, when you're live up to that. Exactly. So when you're <laughs> foolish, <laughs> then you're not being you're not on the high wisdom of God. So when mm -hmm. so when Jesus brings up I'm not 100% sure as I haven't studied the scripture, but when he talks about the fool, he's probably talking about the fool in Proverbs because Jesus references the Old Testament a lot, right? So he's probably talking about the fool in Proverbs. When it, the fool in Proverbs, it's always it's always the difference between wisdom, which comes from God, and foolishness, which uh, is not not just that you don't have wisdom, but you don't have knowledge either. Right. Well, and it's it, there's a, a a carelessness of thought. It's that it's being it's foolishness is almost impulsivity because if you were going to think about things so it's almost like he's warning us yeah. against being yeah uh, think before you speak think right. before you think do before you act. but not even just that think and then also pray to god for the wisdom so that you can think clearly but isn't that just an argument for like meditation so that's the thing is Definitely. if you're praying like because when I was little, I literally believed that like Jesus, 33 year old Jesus with his little stigmata right. is sitting next to me on my bed, <laughs> petting my head. And I'm like, oh, the girls don't like me. And he's like, it's okay. You'd say everything's cool. And I'm like, but I don't know why everybody doesn't like me. And he's like, yeah. if you could just shut up a little bit, people might like you a little bit more. But Jesus, I don't. he's like, nobody likes to know it all, Pam. Come on. You know. But it, it's in the question is, as a child, was I truly but in my belief that was there like yeah but that's not 
that's almost like when I was a child, I thought like a child, and now I'm a man, and I've put childish ways behind me. Oh, and it's like, so does Jesus, I mean, that's so weird for me because it was like, I think I was little and I believed that that was real. And now I'm an adult and I'm like, when we die, we're fucking dead. Like that's it. There's right. no, there's no 12 mansions in the sky. <laughs> there's no riches piling up for me. Right, it's right. kind of all here. Yeah. Well, when I first, uh, before I became a minister for about three years, I was really deep into the word and trying to like really, uh, get right. Well, not to say get right. Just, I was curious enough to really study it. Right. And so that's kind of why I prefaced at the very beginning that, you know, the, the word does matter it's the idea behind the word right so you know to me i'm praying to god but to someone else they're meditating to to get nirvana but i mean or someone is speaking something into existence as well right you talk about the law of attraction right sure so if you if you say i want this to happen and you you think about it in a positive way the law of attraction says that it'll come your way right now you can make those parallels is that just the universe you know giving you what you asked for because you were thinking about it or or and that and saying it because the law of attraction says you actually have to say it too sure it's the same as as prayers it's pretty much uh, in the that, same yeah, realm. Yeah. yeah well and the, the other thing is that like when you're negative and in a bad mood people don't like you and so you probably aren't going to get what you want yeah like the nicer and better and hey jesus turn the other cheek yeah Uh, instead of picking up a stick (laughs) or a gun you can like empathize and and be calm because nobody can force any reactions out of you yeah it's how we react to the situation and putting wisdom into your reactions i think that's where yeah. Cause otherwise, because if we're just being reactionary all the time, yeah, then, then what? Then well, yeah. <sighs> you have to respond, not react. You know, because re- reaction is at the very minimum level of physics, right? And we're a little bit above physics because we're sure. able to study physics, right? Un- unlike the trees who just adhere to physics and they can't do anything about it, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't. Uh, yeah, they can't study physics. You don't feel just, the wind. You you hear the tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's this is a so how old are you? Are you 33? You're a little older. I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I'm in my uh, 30s. Oh, yeah, because uh, Jesus did all his ministry in his 33rd year, and I think that's very interesting, and specifically that it was just this one year. Oh, crap. And it's yeah. 33 is this great kind of thing. So, uh, my boyfriend just turned 33, and I wanted to have because he's also very religious. Uh, and I wanted <laughs> so to he's have religious, which you're not. No, no, he was. Oh, he's he's also now he's like he's super into punk rock, and he's like, fuck God, punk rock uh, is dope. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so at first 33rd birthday, I wanted to have a party and he's like I don't want a party so I was like fuck but I I came up with the ideas for it it was going to be all Jesus Jesus themed so I was going to make one called Pearls Before Swine and they were going to be little pearl onions wrapped in bacon and then like with some herbs so like with um okay herbs. so like i take like a rosemary and stick it through the pearl onion and then roast it and then put some bacon around it so that would be one pearls before swine okay. and i wanted to make i wanted them all to be biblically themed so i wanted to do five loaves two fish and so i'd wanted to do two <laughs> fish in a salt crust where you take the whole fish and you put it in the salt crust and then you make it look like a fish on the outside and you crack it open <laughs> and have like and bake a bunch of fresh bread like five loaves i just thought it would be really cute right to have like a jesus themed 30 <laughs> third birthday party food thing and he was like that's really darling but we don't have that many friends and nobody will get it thank you thank you pam pam fantastic pamtastic 24 7 pamtastic but right now it is time for the house of pride show folks live from san francisco 
with your host, Tweaka Turner. So great to be here with you guys again. This is a great show because I have the opportunity to usher in uh, some of my favorite folks here in San Francisco for your listening pleasure. Today, I have the honor of uh, introducing Mad Dog 2020 and Miss Sugana with their guest under the umbrella, well, should I say, their Beaver Den Beavalicious show entitled Beaver Talk. Beaver Talk coming up really in just 30 minutes, folks. So what I'm going to do now is warm things up for you out there uh, with another spotlight on um, a interesting and dynamic DJ. Last week, we uh, had the opportunity to listen to DJ Ricky Six's mix in the mix. Today we are going to listen to DJ Wolfie B with his fabulous uh, mashup, Britney Spears and Friends, the Mega Mix. So I'm super excited to get that going for you here on House of Pride Radio. Check it out, won't you? Oh, <laughs> 
Great Radio. DJ Wolfie B.
That was DJ Wolfie B in the house with his fabulous Britney Spears mashup. Right now, though, it is time again for the fabulous Beaver Talk featuring the fabulous Meshuggah and Mad Dog. Hello, hello. Welcome to the third episode of Beaver Talk Radio with Michigan and Mad Dog. And guess what, everybody? Mad Dog is in the house. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Hi, Mad Doggy Dog. Hello, hello. I'm so glad you're you're actually here on your own radio show this week. Yes, I'm glad that I can make it this week. Why haven't you been here? Um, well, because work and traffic and all that good stuff, but I'm glad that I'm here today, so... I'm glad you're here too. So for the people who are, are just tuning in for the first time ever, uh-huh. uh, about a couple, a few months ago, um, Tweeka Turner asked us if we were just walking our dogs on the street. We sure were. And he asked us if we wanted to have a spot in the House of Pride radio. And we were like, really? Why, yes, we'll call it Beaver Talk Radio. (laughs) And that's what we called it, Beaver Talk Radio. So why Beaver Talk Radio, honey? Well, Beaver Talk, because first of all, you were talking to Miss Shugana. She's the Grand Duchess of San Francisco. And of course, me, Mad Dog 2020, I'm the Grand Duke of San Francisco. And our court is called the Sacred Golden Beavers. So we figured, why not call it Beaver Talk? Why is our court called the Sacred Golden Beavers? Because we were the first two women to ever reign for the ducal court. So we figured we put it in their face. (laughs) And over the year, it's morphed into um, a really great animal, group of hardworking um, (laughs) beavers. And we just got the report last night. What happened, honey? Uh, What happened? Oh, the report last night. And we are proud to say that our rain's not over. We still have one more month, but we actually have one more week left to raise money for our rain. But we have finally hit the $100,000 mark. Yes, it's amazing. Amazing. We need some sound effects, Tweeka. <laughs> we need uh, like a, an explosion, a cannon of confetti or something. Yeah. There Yay, we go. There we go. We got a, we got a Tweeka horn. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we're very proud. We have a, hu- a really good group of people who have been joint part of our court we have amazing people who are part of the court so it's just 
we, we couldn't have done this without them. No, for sure. And we're hoping that everybody sticks around and stays with the court forever. Um, we're on Facebook Live right now. And Jeez. I'm noticing how like pasty I am and how beautiful you are. I'm right. jealous of the melanin situation <laughs> going on here. Well, you know, just being me. Okay. Right. So so we've had uh, some amazing guests so far. Do you know we had... Um, Last what week, you, we well, had, the very first month. one we had one of your favorites. We did. We had my favorite. And who was that? Is Phonique. Yes, I love Phonique. She was our very first guest ever. Shout out! Whoop whoop whoop. whoop. Yeah. And um, last month we had Smooth Daddy. Oh my gosh, that's right, Smooth Daddy. So cool, so fun, so smooth, so smooth. <laughs> and this week, the. The second Wednesday fell right after the first Tuesday of the month. So we got confused. Um, However, we have some amazing people up our sleeve. And we're going to be talking to Sister Roma. Oh, my gosh. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And tell us a little bit about Sister Roma. What is she known for? She's the the most photographed sister. Yes, yes. <laughs> We've now announced her quite a few times because she's a good partner of ours. And I believe she's on the line. Is that true, Tweeka? Sister Roma, are you there? I'm here. Yay. Yay. Hi, Roma. How are you? Hi, Beavers. What's Hi. Up? <laughs> Hi. Thank you for taking time. We know that you're at work. And you're always well, busy, so I'm- thank you so much. Well, thank you for putting your beavers in my face and for raising $100,000. Oh, my God, you guys. That's really, really, I mean, that is commendable. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and you've you. been a big part of our year. You've helped us with a couple of things, like yes, judging you have. the drag, the, our, our first drag king title holder yes. pageant. Mm-hmm. We just well, love I you. We've I noticed through the years, too. Sister Roma, that you've been an enormous supporter of the of drag kings. Where did that come from? You know, it's so crazy. I I know that I was at the very first SF Drag King contest because I've always been friends with Budgie Fertage, yeah. who is the creator of that event. And we, I don't even remember how we met. It, it was just, you know, out being out in the San Francisco nightlife and, um, I actually owned a magazine for a while, and Budgie came on as one of my writers, and we have a long history. I don't remember when he actually invited me to host the first time I hosted the Drag King pageant, but it's been probably 15 years that I've been his uh, co MC for that event. That's amazing. And this year's 23? I think, yeah. I think it's 23, yes. Because I, I remember yeah. the first time I met you, Sister Roma, was when I um, tried out for... The Drag King contest. Back. How'd you do? Um, that first year, um, I did not place or anything like that, but I was determined to come back the following year, and the following year I came back and I won. Of course. Ah, <laughs> I just wanted to hear you didn't win one thing in your That's, whole life. <laughs> yes, that is true. I did not win the first year, but I was determined, so. Yeah. Um, so that's fantastic. And has um, has the competition shifted and changed over the years? The talent and the level of um, of performances, or what have you noticed? Because you have a long history with the um, drag king contest. Well, I have to say that drag king started in New York and San Francisco at about the same time, and it was really interesting to watch those communities come together 
quite often we have talent from New York or other cities now around the country who come and host the event with us. And um, the event, the, the Drag King pageant has gone through different phases where there are times when it's where it's been really, really huge and super well attended. And then there were times when it just started to feel like it was getting a little uh, smaller. The crowds were getting a little smaller. And I feel like the momentum is back and people are really going to turn out for this one because the talent's so good. Yes, I, it is. I, this is, you know, Drag King pageant is where I met Alex Ewan and the Mama's Boy. Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm like, you know, the official Mama's Boy's bitch. Like, I love them. I think they're so good. So many interesting kings with really funny names and great, great talent has come out of this, this pageant. Oh, yes. That's true. <laughs> I mean, just just the years that I've been going to the drag, the drag King contest, it's like, Every year, it's just something different, something new. Um, we get more and more people that want to compete in it, so it's kind of like there's a waiting list. So I just, I'm so excited that drag kings are just being seen, and that more people are actually getting to know drag kings. Because I know living in the city, a lot of people don't know what drag kings are. Isn't that silly? Right, it's true. I mean, I, but people, you know, I first, I have to admit, I was so surprised to learn. That lesbians have such a great sense of humor. <laughs> you thought lesbians didn't have a good sense of humor? I did not. I did. I had no idea. I didn't know that there were so many funny, really twisted, sexy, sick lesbians out there. <laughs> well, I was and just there are s- a lot of them. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say to name um, one off the top of my head. Kit Tapata is a hilarious lesbian. <laughs> she is and a drag king. So. <laughs> She ain't right. Absolutely. <laughs> she ain't right. Well, um, we have a little we have a little audio that um, Fudgy did record before the show since he couldn't be here. Do you want us to play that real fast? Sure. Okay. It's Hi, Mad Dog and Miss Shugana <laughs> and radio audience. This is Fudgy Frotage. I, I hope that you're all having a great evening. And I'm here to talk about the 23rd annual San Francisco Drag King Contest. It's going to be on Wednesday, August 22nd at the Oasis. The doors are at 7 and the show starts at 8. We have a really great lineup this year where, first of all, we're doing a nautical theme. So we'd like you to all come manning the torpedoes full speed ahead (laughs) in nautical attire, and I think you know what that means. Sailors, mermaids, mermen, love boat, Gilgan's <laughs> Island, that sort of thing. And uh, my co-hostess has been speaking with you there at the station this evening, Sister Roma. Now, I believe her to be a rear admiral but she may disagree with me there i guess she'll clear that up for you (laughs) and special guests are coming in from canada we have drag king flair coming in from canada and uh he's been in the business for quite some time he's got a few surprises up his sleeve for you and then we've got wayne newton coming in from new york uh, Wang TV is his brand. We've got a huge lineup. I, I mean, we've got Jay Mercury and El Sivan, who won last year doing their stepping down numbers. We've got Lee Crow, 
April Kidwell, Mason Dixon Jars, Artificial, Dickie Love, Klingon Vanna White, Rebel Kings of Oakland, Max Manchester, of course, you mad dog. And then we've got DJ Mysterious D, who's going to be spinning some tunes for us. Sorry, my dogs are barking in the background. To remind me that it's a benefit for Paws, Pets Are Wonderful Support, and Rocket Dog Rescue. So if you need any further information, please go to the website at sfdragkingcontest.com. And I hope to see you there. It's going to be a fantastic event. All right, good night, and thank you. Oh, hey, let's give away a couple of tickets to the third callers who call in. And Miss Shug and Mad Dog, you'll have to give that phone number because I don't have that memorized. Okay, All right, well. thanks, and good night. All right, thanks to Fudgy. Exactly. <laughs> well, that so, was awesome. That, that was is. so good. I don't have, now I don't have to worry about covering any of that. <laughs> Right there. That's yep, so Fudgy great. took care of all of it. You know how Fudgy is. Helpful. Yes, yes, yes. But helpful. I did hear some fabulous names of some some great people who who've been. I can we just talk about Lee Crow? Yes, yes. Let's talk about Lee. Oh my God, I <laughs> love Lee Crow. Good, yeah. so I, I swear to God, is one of the first people that I've, I've ever saw perform back when Lee did Elvis or Selvis. Yes. Mm-hmm. And was just, has always been a regular in the cabaret, nightclub, performance art, acting scene here in San Francisco. And such a sexy, bon vivant, you know, just like a dashing, just an incredible character and a wonderful, wonderful person. I love Lee Crow so much. I, I actually get starstruck whenever I see Lee Crow. That's, that's sweet coming that from is. you. I bet he'd like to hear that. And since, and yeah, since- well, no, go ahead. You know, I'm, yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's so talented. And then also that the, the um, Rebel Kings are really hot, too. The thing, the tricky part about hosting this contest after all these years is seeing some of these kings and being like, whoa, like, <laughs> he is hot. Yes, like, yes. You know, like, I have to control myself. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. This is, you know, especially now, because back then you could get away with, being a little more inappropriate now you have to have permission and consent and everything and we never used to worry about that before yes but i have to i have to keep myself in check because some of these dudes are fucking hot yeah they are well well where does mad dog rate rate on the the hot the hot scale with you sister roma should i like watch out for him honey mad dog is a hot dog i agree i agree a thousand percent I feel biased, so I'm glad to have your buy-in. <laughs> like well, you're a hot too, Shugs. Come on, Shugs. Oh, yes. Very sweet. Yes, gorgeous. she is. I'm all boobs and no talent, though, so don't worry about me. <laughs> so besides the um, Drag King contest, we have to remember to give out the phone number and not um, and uh, get the uh, third caller. But uh, Sister Roma, what else do you have going on? We know you're extremely busy. Well, I'm actually, I'm packing to go. I'm, well, let's, this last weekend, I married a couple of wonderful lesbians in Oakland. I am an ordained minister, and one of my favorite things to do is, is to marry people. I can't believe how special and, and um, what an honor it is to be invited to do that. And I've met some great couples, and 
I had a wonderful wedding in Oakland that was just, it was just a spectacular group of people and a really beautiful ceremony. But I'm actually packing to go to Hawaii. Oh, how nice. And I'll be there for a week. And then I come back and I'm hosting Out at the Kingdom at, in Vallejo at Six Flags. Oh, so wow. if anybody loves amusement parks and wants to ride all the rides, you should come <laughs> with us. It's, it's, uh, it's on Saturday the 18th. And you can, if your ticket gets you into the park all day, and then at 8 p.m. we're having a show starring Morgan McMichaels from RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm hosting that stage show. So that's my one. next big thing here in, in, the, in the Bay Area. Right. That's amazing. That sounds like fun. Mad Dog, you might want to... Well, okay, so you don't love roller coasters. I don't love roller coasters, no, You're I don't. don't at all. I don't but like anything do like, that drops. I just like things that spin. Yeah. Mad Dog likes to be dizzy. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Did you like that before, you know, Sister Roma? I like, I love to be scared. You love, I love to be to scared? Ride, really scary rides. My dog likes to be total, dizzy. Uh, I'm a freak for amusement parks. I love them. I think they're so much fun. Yeah, awesome. And and Morgan McMichaels. Oh, love Morgan McMichaels. Love, 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 love. I think she's your favorite Rue girl, right? She's one of my favorite Rue girls, yes. Fun. Well, that's good. I love Morgan. Yeah. She and I have been friends. We we were friends way before she was on Drag Race. I knew her when she she would run around West Hollywood, and I'd see her when I was out with Shishi LaRue and and our mutual friends in, in West Hollywood. But um, then after that, you know, coming up is Project Nunway with the Sisters in September. Oh, yes, September it is. 15th is our big fashion fundraiser, Project Nunway. We've yeah. got um, Mama's Boys, and then we're having the House of DJ Spider do a Legend Walk, and we've got some great judges lined up. We've got Juanita Moore, Heclina, Kit Tapata, who we just talked about. Yes. Um, Emperor Lorenzo Leandro and Empress Poyo Del Mar will be our judges for that event. And my co MC is LeMay. Oh, oh, fun. She's so fun. She is. Um, I thought Poyo was in it. Mess. <laughs> She's a crazy drunk mess. And I she fucking she love is, her. but that's why we love her. We love her. <laughs> I know. So she and I have been friends for so many years, and we were sort of. We were at this event together, and we were just, like, talking the shit, and we were like, you know what, why haven't we ever really hosted anything together? And then we just were like, you're hosting Nunway. Come on, let's do it. So it's nice. going to be really fun. That is awesome. That is. Hopefully we can make it this year, because Roxy, I know Roxy's competing again. Yes. And, and I, um, yeah, I thought Poyo was. I thought Poyo was because she was posting and posting and posting <laughs> about a designer. Exactly. Maybe just oh, that's, be Steve, that's something else. Okay, so here's something that's interesting. The design center down at the, uh, well, you know, one Henry Adams, that place, they have come up with a fundraiser that they call the Divas of Drag. Yes, and that's there where you they go. pair a local fashion house with a, with a designer and they supply, because they all sell fabric, so they use their fabric and they make these incredible gowns. I've judged that contest about three, for three different years I did that thing. And that's really spectacular, too. That's the, I think that's the night before Project Nunway. Oh, that's I, th- I think you're right, thing. yes. Wow. We, yeah. you know, we're so, so lucky in San Francisco. We have so much going on um, oh. here all the time. So much creativity and different things. Mm-hmm. We sure do. We, we're Absolutely. so lucky. Um, Sister Roma, how long ago did you get started as, I don't know, did you start in drag? Well, I the very first and only drag I've ever really done is Sister Roma. 
And I never, I moved to San Francisco after graduating from college in 85. And <clears throat> in two years later, I'd met the sisters and Sonia Werther. I'd never thought about doing drag before in my life. And I, I did Sister Roma. That was my first wow. face that I painted. And that was 31 years ago. And did you have the big boa there? Did you start off fabulous? Because I started off a hot mess. <laughs> Mad Dog loves to remind me. I love looking at pictures of myself from back when I started because it was so different. My makeup was really, like, real asymmetrical and bold. It was, like, war paint. Uh-huh. Um, lots of, like, thick, heavy, chunky glitter. Makeup was different back then, though. Makeup's gotten a lot better. But anyway. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, but, no, I didn't have boas. The, the boa was, I, was actually not even my idea. Sister wow. Flatulina Grande and I went together to uh, Gus Bean's New Year's Eve party, Colossus New Year's Eve party at the Warfield Theater one year, and we had made she had made us these matching outfits, and we were like, let's bring boas. Like, so I had like a had yellow and pink, and I <laughs> took the pink one and I just put it on my head, and um, I think she did too. And so that's how the boa thing started. That was like in the night, like 1990. So yeah. I've been wearing boas for a day. Boas have gotten better, too, thank God. Yes, thank your boas are gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. But they're hard to find. My place is going out of business, so if anybody mm. knows a place to get gorgeous, real good quality turkey feather boas, please hook me up because my girl's leaving, going out of business. Oh, no. So do you my hear dealer. that, everybody? Everybody? Yeah. Sister Roma needs the hookup <laughs> exactly. for gorgeous turkey feather boas. Yep, I need a new dealer. So I can say, hook a, a sister up, she okay? She needs a new dealer. She's going to go into withdrawal. Exactly. <laughs> we don't want her to go into BOA withdrawal. We don't. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So we're broadcasting on Facebook Live. They can't hear you so well because of how the studio's set up. But you got a hello from Sister Attila. Oh, Joe hi, Shore. girl. Yeah, hey, girl. Jo she said, hey, girl, hey. Sister Attila, uh, Sister Roma says, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> I love the sisters. And and we love you, Sister Roma. We do. Thank you so well, much for taking time to um, course, talk to us. And, me. Help. and I'll see you at the pageant. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. So, Shigana has a, a brother named Boy Vey. And um, so... I'll be performing with Mad Dog as Boy Vey, and he's really worried that I'm going to be too girly for it. <laughs> We're going to work on that. We've, we've got a couple of weeks. We're going to work on that. <laughs> but yes, Boy Vey will be making his uh, debut at the uh, contest. <laughs> awesome. It'll yeah. be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So we can't wait to see you again and again and again. All right. And thanks for all thanks for all that you do. And um, we're gonna try to find some some uh, winners for the three <laughs> no the third caller, third caller for two tickets right yes for two, two tickets, tickets. For, the, for the contest yeah so Sister Roma will let you free and go back to work and um, can't wait to hug you again soon yes <laughs> all right I'll see you soon all, all right, right see you soon thank you thank you Sister Roma Bye. we love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So everybody else on the line, if you'd like to call the phone number, the phone number is area code 415. Is that a zero? 550. 550- oh, 550- 0511. Say it again, Mad Dog. Phone number is 415. Mm, you have a five good five radio zero voice. 0511. Say it again when I'm not talking. <laughs> 
Say it again. So that's going to be caller number three. You get two tickets to the contest. That's at the Oasis, Wednesday, August 22nd. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8 o'clock. It's a lot of fun. It's 415-550-0511. So we bought VIP tickets. They're all available online at SFOasis or OasisSF.com. Yes. Y'all know how to get tickets to Oasis shows. And um, and we got VIP tickets. So you sit down. They're $35. Otherwise, it's 20 I think 25. 25. Otherwise, it's 25. So the and first. And they're actually serving dinner t- this time, too, if you want to buy dinner, which is. Which we did do. Which we did do. Yeah. And it's something different. So that'll be nice. Yeah. It's barbecue, but there's a vegetarian or chicken option for $10. Where can you get $10 dinner in the city? Where you get $10 barbecue? Tell Mad Dog. <laughs> you love some mad dog you love some barbecue mad doggy well i love some mad dog and yes i love some barbecue <laughs> <laughs> you love yourself you do i do uh, um so on facebook live my girl jen jenny who lives up in idaho said they have fresh feathers up there they've got turkeys and they can catch them and pull their feathers out <laughs> Did you hear that, Sister Roma? If you're still listening, <laughs> we'll have to connect them. <laughs> That's crazy talk. So, so Mad Dog, it's yes. really good to have you here. Well, thanks. It's great to be here. I've missed you. I've had to have Beaver Talk with Michigan and Mad Dog, but without Mad Dog 2020. Well, don't you have a pillow of me that you can have right next to I do, but Mad it's, Dog? Like I do, but puppet, it's radio. Like a little puppet, and Mad Dog. Just this be is like, radio, boo. All you gotta do is put the grill and be like. Yes, this is Mad Dog Trini Trini. <laughs> I had to do that at the dog pound. Okay. <laughs> Mad Dog was had thrown your back out. Yes, Mad Dog. Yeah, yeah. Because we moved in together. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> y- y'all didn't hear that, did you? <laughs> it's on the radio. It's on Facebook Live. It's being recorded, right, Tweeka? Yep, it's being recorded. So it... So let's, we have a couple minutes. Yes, we do. We have three minutes left. Okay. And I, um, it's the end of our reign. It's a special year. It, is. it won't happen again. No, it won't. So we have one more show, um, during our reign. We do. We have one more month until we step down. That's and, correct. um, is there anything, uh, so you, your one of your main goals this year was to elevate the king. Yes. So, um, for just real quick, um, yes, one of my main goals this year was to elevate the king. So I started a new um, a drag king um, title for the Ducal Court, which is Mr. California King. And so we had the first one on July seventh mm-hmm. at the cafe, and um, uh, the winner for Mr. California King is Busta Wide Open. Who will also be will also be a contestant at the San Francisco Drag King contest. So look out for him. He's an amazing performer, and and all the contestants this year are, are amazing performers for the San Francisco Drag King contest. But I've also started uh, once a month at the Oasis a ish once a month ish once once a month ish <laughs> at the <laughs> Oasis um, called the Dog Pound, where I showcase drag kings. So we have some new drag kings, some old drag kings, but I just like to showcase the king so people know that we're here, we're going to stay, and we're amazing. So um, if you get an opportunity, come to one of the Dog Pounds, come to the San Francisco Drag King Contest, come to Dandy, which Lee Crow and um, they put on once a month at the Oasis. So, I mean, there's a lot of actually drag kingdom. king shows out there a kingdom we're having kingdom this saturday as a matter of fact in the castro so the there's a Bay lot Gods. of kings 
shows out there and a lot of kings. So let's support our kings. So Runner Rebel Kings, that's a really fun show. It's on every Wednesday? So no, it's every other Wednesday. Uh, the Rebel Kings have a show at the White Horse every other Wednesday. Vegas so it's twice Jake. a month with Vegas Jake, with Vera, um, Mickey don't Finn, Vera a bunch of them. Don't know Vera you need to meet Vera. Crazy king. <laughs> crazy king. Crazy Amazing king. Amazing crazy king. Amazing crazy king. So I've been re- introduced to a, a, a whole new world with kings. Um, of kings um, of all sorts of types. And um, I would like to speak to drag queens who produce shows and remind you to include a king or two every show. I was going to say once in a while, but I changed my mind to say every show because it gives them opportunity to mix and mingle and, and then we can all inspire each other. So, so do that. Um, so we'll be back on the air. Yes, we will. In a month on the second Wednesday of September, which is whatever date it is. And um, hopefully we're going to have Buster right open on that one. Possibly um, Fudgy Live and a couple of maybe Anna, who was scheduled but had to go because we started late. So it'll be September 12th. Um, so we hope that you'll all tune in. Can't wait to hear from more women in our community who are making changes, inspiring people, and um, just living the life. Living the life like it's golden. Okay. <laughs> so would take us out maybe with our theme song if it's if it's queued up. Otherwise, everybody have a beavery day. Change the world. Help ladies across the street. Exactly. <laughs> and um, what else, Span Dog? Ooh, ooh, who let the dogs out? <laughs> You're, like, You're a dork. Bye bye. What am I not supposed to say? What I'm saying? Are you offended with the message I'm bringing? Call me whatever, cause your words don't mean a thing. Cause you ain't even a man enough to handle what I say. If you look back at history, it's a common double standard of society. The guy can tell the book, the more it can score. While the girl can do the same. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Beaver Talk on House of Pride Radio, live from San Francisco. That's where these things happen, folks. So tune in once again uh, to the next episode of Beaver Talk. It will be every second Wednesday, September 12th, is the next show with Miss Sugarnut and Mad Dog 2020. Folks, we're going to go out now with no more dance music in the mix. We will see you next Wednesday. We have a fabulous show next Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. We have the legendary singer Kim Sims back to tell us how her UK tour went. And we also have the the artist behind the number two dance track in the United States of America, Jason Walker. I'm so in love with you. He's going to tell us all about it. Folks, see you next Wednesday. Good night.
advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this nation. I absolutely would not agree with that. Afghanistan was black. I would not advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this nation. I would certainly not agree with that. I forgot I was a nigga. <laughs> Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. And if you know, if and you know, if there's somebody who's of any faith, but they say things and their life has been consistent with the things that will elevate this nation and make it possible for everybody to succeed and bring peace and harmony, oh, then I'm with that. I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom's slaves were tourists. Uncle Tom. Slaves were tourists. Slaves were immigrants. Coming over on the boat, making this world a better place. Obamacare is worse than slavery. Uncle Tom said. I'm an Uncle Tom on the worst things since slavery. Obamacare is really, I think, the worst thing that has happened in this nation since slavery. I've never been whipped before. Never been whipped before. <laughs> All right, we did it again. Yes. We did it again. Our mixtape. Kush money. It's happening. <laughs> Kush money. Our mixtape's coming out real it soon. It's coming hot. Hey, it's Dirty Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff coming at you. Yeah. Coming at you. Some magic. It is live here at the beautiful Mission 8th and 9th. Remember the number, because I'm a terrible person. Well, we're here on this Sparkcast. We have great comedians tonight. We have Brian Luce, Warhol Kaufman. We have Matthew Quirk here at Spark. Today, our product highlight is the Sour Lime Kush. We're going to be smoking the Sour Lime Kush. It's exciting. We're going to be talking about the new packaging laws. We're going to have... Uh, 
sour lime kush. We're gonna have our have our have our pot games. I'm so glad you guys are here for our podcast with today's Sparkast, July 2nd, 2018. It's amazing. We're all here at Spark together. We're here for the Sparkcast, recorded live here at Spark. What a fun time. We have great comedians to entertain you while you suck on those delicious vape bags. Yay, Volcay! I hate that they're, ama they're amazing machines. They make it work. Uh, we're here at the Sparkcast, live at Spark. A little bit about the new packaging laws. It was very, everything like, what's happening now? Everything looks different. What are milligrams? Ah, maths. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Uh, we're gonna also do our product highlight. Today's product highlight is the sour lime kush. We're gonna be smoking comedian highlights. People telling jokes. People telling stories. And then we have our great game that's interactive with our whole crowd. And you can win this beautiful T-shirt. Uh, we can turn it up. This, oh, there it is. This beautiful t-shirt. See, it says Spark on the back. On the front, it's um, here, it's Spark, and then it has number one, because we all know what the best medicine is. Yay, yay, yay. Delicious, delicious. Thank God that, that this is all happening. Anybody else paying attention to wearing dumb socks, because I have caught the fever. <laughs> the fever of the flavor of 27-year-old millennial men actually making their goals. It's very exciting. I just... I love it. Uh, yeah. Oh, here we are. Crazy things happening here at Spark. Everybody, it's it's a really fun place. You get to come in. You get your you get your little vein. You get your bag and your little bra. That shit just happened. But by reaction, you would think I've been the man. You make it look easy.
then we get married if you need it and I got it, you can have it, bitch, I'm sharing. If you crying, I'ma ask you why you crying, bitch, I'm caring. If you need me to look out for you, I'm posted and I'm staring. That should never have another boyfriend, I get jealous, yeah, I'm almost ran love, but I get crazy as a felon. I choose you, now you have to deal, but you're so cute, you can make me chill. King Kong, in my kingdom, with 